1: Hey hey! Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. You know what I just realized, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring Adam on. I'm, I got to go ahead and play Adam's music because I got to get him on the air. Hold on a second.
0: The first step to changing your life starts with the Renew Life Show with
1: Adam Lamb. Adam, were we jamming just now before the show started? You're
2: jamming took me back to my nightclub years, where I was from the windows to the wall.
1: Do you do you do I not have the best mashups you've ever heard?
2: Yeah, that's good. I was impressed. You might I mean, want to just scrap the whole talk stuff and just start jamming. I'm
1: telling you. I, I have Listen, I'm not lying when I tell you this. I have 5,000 of the tightest mashups you've ever heard in your life. One-of-a-kind mashups. They're so good. Yeah, they're, they're
2: good. I was jamming. Yeah. So I'm anyway, how you doing, man? It.
1: I'm good. Oh, oh what I'm am doing I doing? Well. well, I'm so sorry. Look at this. I am such a schmuck. Hold on a second. I forgot we're on video, too. Right. I had you off camera I'm sorry about that we need your, your face to balance me out anyway so All this right. works out good All right we could take it on the show on the road I, we could be beauty and the beast that'd be the beast there you go there you go how you doing brother I'm good you know
2: actually I had a I never I never get sick and I had I'm still so I apologize if I'm a little congested last Thursday I couldn't get out of bed my wife even said in knowing me 15 years she's never seen me down from that whether it was surgery sick partying back in those days. Like, I mean, I was just, I was done. I couldn't get out of bed. I don't know if I had the flu or something. Both my kids had something. It was nasty. So, but I feel good, but it's a reminder to be grateful when you feel good, right? Sometimes we don't, you know, you feel good and then you're like, oh, whatever. And then you get sick and you're like, oh my God, all I want is to feel good.
1: Let's do something that we never do at the beginning of the show. Before we start talking about really, really, really interesting stuff here. Plug the website, RenewLifeRx.com. We have a lot of listeners that are already working with you, and I get emails from people constantly. In fact, we have a message. If I find it in time before the end of the show, we're going to uh, read it from a, from a guy named Danny. Um, but p- people go to the website. How do they actually interact with you if they want to? Yeah, so the,
2: the best thing to do is to go to the website, and there's just a contact uh, – fill out your contact information to, to find out more and uh, myself or somebody will reach out to just talk to them and, and see where we can help out. And, you know, and, and I can even, you know, if, if someone specifically wants to work with me, they should make that, make that request and uh, I can take care of them and it's no problem.
1: Yeah. And what, what your organization is shaping up into is truly an organization that not, doesn't just say it's unique for every patient, but right, really does the work. I mean, I know, f- I'm going to say something and maybe I I shouldn't say this, but I know that a lot of probably the majority of your clients, they get a call every week from, from your organization, don't they?
2: Yeah. So, you know, one of our philosophies is that in order to give the best care, you have to be present, right? (laughs) And so if, if if someone says, here's your treatment and it's the first time you're doing a treatment, for example, then in, in, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know what to look for. You don't know what's working, what's not working. Maybe like, oh, wow, I got, you know, a morning erection or, or like, oh, wow, I got to notice more libido or Man, I noticed a little more girth in the gym. But if you're not really guided on the path, you may miss some of the things, whether it's good or bad, that uh, could exist, right? And so what we do is our, our new clients, you know, a lot of our clients come from other clinics because they are looking like they know that there's there's maybe something else out there that they're not receiving, the same cost, care about it, right? It's all it's all the same. I like you can get a burger at this place or this place, but if the service is great, the, and, and the the burger's better and I'm gonna go to that place. Right. right. So uh, but there are people that have never done it before and they're scared. And and it it took something that to get them to reach out to us It was like, you know, I feel comfortable actually taking this step. And so we want to guide them through. So like we have a I said an email from a client just confirming received delivery. And so what we'll do is we schedule up a call with one of our consultants to got this. Yep. understand the directions. understand this. Great. And then every week we talk. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How you sleeping? How's your mood? Have you noticed anything from a confidence standpoint? You, you, you know why that's so critically
1: I'm important? Going. You know why that's so critically important? Because people feel things, but they don't want to have to take the time to make the phone call, find the number, sit down and say, you know, I know I just started this therapy. Is this normal? Is this normal? And they push it to the back. They don't do it. Then they then something else, then they start wondering more and they start becoming and they think, you know what, this isn't really for me. By you reaching out to them, they've I bet a lot of people say, you know, I was thinking of calling you when you reach out to really?
2: them. Oh yeah. The people love the follow up and I think it's it's the other the other side of it too is I'm nuts about accountability, right? And so if I gotta ask you, Carl, how you doing, and you're like, Man, I haven't taken my H C G in four weeks and this and this is happening, maybe it's a result of it. Or maybe you're, you know, you skipped your estrogen or you're even travel. Like, you know, and we want to help troubleshoot. Cause what, what I explain to clients is like, we've worked, you know, I've been doing this for uh, around 10 years and I've worked with almost 10,000 people I've talked to, I've heard their stories. I've seen their blood work. I've heard about how it's changed their life. You know, like I've heard that's about an how, amazing
1: perspective. Yeah,
2: right. And that's why I'm saying. So like when it comes to like that ear to the rail, um, you know, even like we've talked about having like our medical director or one of other other physicians on the show. And they're like, dude, we don't bring the value that you bring because you li- you're the you're the client's earpiece. Right. Like right. they understand the blood work. And, you know, we understand what those kind of fits in those slots. But the most important thing, you know, and that's our, our philosophy is, are you healthy and how do you feel? The rest of the stuff doesn't matter. Right. Point, right. If you feel great and your blood work is good, you're healthy, like and, 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 and healthy blood work. Isn't about where your testosterone level is. It's about overall, right. in general, are you healthy? Right. Right. So, right. So those are the th- those are our main philosophies. So if you feel great and you're healthy, you're in a good spot.
1: Right? And since and since we you you invoked the word testosterone, we're going to talk about testosterone today, um, because there are new suggested guidelines for what is considered a hypogonadal man, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some trending, but I I, I need to say this about testosterone for a second. So testosterone has be become a lightning rod. It's unfairly demonized. There's so much so that I know clinics recently that have taken testosterone off their menu just mm. because they don't want the extra scrutiny of the authorities having jurisdiction. And that doesn't necessarily mean because DEA, the FDA. A lot of time it's medical licensure in their city. Yeah. and. So I know I know clinics that have said, you know what, we're going to do everything else. We're just not going to do testosterone anymore, and it's sad because testosterone actually has the ability to save men's lives and women, yeah, and women, and women, it's, and women. It's, it's, it's so and, foundational. and so and so. You know, this this is a new guideline that just came out. I'm looking at it for a second, and uh, it was just released February 7th of uh, 2019, and it's a multi-centered. Uh, uh, a piece done by a variety of hospitals around the globe. And they've all gotten together and they've compared their notes with other uh, organizations like the European Society of Endocrinology and the European Academy of Andrology and the American Association of Urology and the list goes on and on. And they compiled all this great information and they determined that uh, an indicator of male testosterone replacement therapy should t- – occur only if a man is in the 250 nanogram a deciliter range that's crazy this that is, is so this would be like saying if if you believe if you believe what type 2 diabetes does and you realize the damage that ragingly high blood sugar levels can wreak on the organs and tissue in your body it would be that, like them saying, "Oh, diabetes is, doesn't start at 125 milligrams. Uh, we're going to start it at 600 because that's like really where you start going into a coma." Like, well, well really, we're not going That would that, be the that would be the example uh, the, the analogy.
2: I have one too. I think that it's it's kind of like saying, "Don't treat depression until someone's attempted suicide."
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If a guy is at 250, he's sick and he's been sick a while and he's exposed to all sorts of neurological disorders, uh, 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 heart problems, uh, higher probability of having dementia. I mean, the list goes on and on that correlates to testosterone in men. And then you have these authorities going, you know, we need to let's just wait until it's 14 because then you know he doesn't need to be treated anymore. Because now he's dead. He's dead already. Right,
2: right. It's or, or It's like let's, let's let's get the men and women to be equal on the testosterone level. You know, like it's almost like that's that would be an analogy as well to go to it. I mean, for us, what we see the the men that come over to testosterone is in the, that range are, uh, I mean, you're talking they're our biggest advocates, right? We change their lives massively. And from an improvement standpoint, like they don't realize, you know, some of the feedback that I get and there's probably a couple of guys I can think of that will come from your show that were in that low range and it's a total reversal of life. You know, a lot of the guys, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said earlier, how do you feel and are you healthy? Right. And so it, there's guys based on, you know, if they have a high SHBG, that 500 can feel like 250. You know, and that's a lot of people don't really understand that, but that's, that's a, there's a big uh, thing to pay attention to with testosterone and SH.
1: Uh-oh, uh-oh, it looks like we lost the camera, but I'm sure he'll be right back on. So let's just carry this for a second because he's usually pretty hip about, uh, no. Okay. Well, let's see where we are. We're only uh, 12 minutes into the broadcast. I guess I could take a break here. Until we have Adam back on. And then we're going to get on with this discussion. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. Let me roll some music. There are a few products that I believe in. The way I believe in Cansee eye drops. I've been using Cansee for 6 months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using Cansee eye drops for 11 years now and I credit Cansee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Cansee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse can see eye drops go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how can see eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today that's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today.
3: Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert with 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 Grams of prebiotic fiber and sweetened with stevia. These bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars.
0: Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co founder of H Hemp Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try Hemp Company products. Search Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. Get in better shape and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel.
1: Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back. We lost you there, but that's okay. It's easy to pick up very, very quickly here. Uh, Let me get the right mouse in my hand here. Turn that back on. Um, We actually have a question uh, from Diego Paparella. If I could find the button to press to get it to show up there. There it is. So he says, uh, I deal with at least five to seven guys a day who uh, come to see me with type 2 diabetes, and every single one of them has low testosterone. So is it the chicken or the egg situation? Uh, Well, I know that every time I fix their testosterone from 200, 300 nanograms a deciliter to seven to eight, their blood sugar normalizes every single time, and you're and you're absolutely right about this. And this, and see, the sad part about all that is this has been known, or let let's say this. I'm going to use the word observed instead of known because we're seeing in today's climate of double speak, and uh, and the exact meanings of words being misinterpreted. I don't think that they know it, because to know it, you have to be you have to observe it. But then you have to accept it. Like, okay, I believe that or I don't believe that. But you have to let it in the gate. And I think what a lot of doctors do today is they've heard these studies, but they t- they don't take a second to learn more about them. They dismiss them so they don't really know it. They've just observed it. But it's there's no there's – no, we've known this for a long time, that you normalize a guy's testosterone his type 2 diabetes goes away.
2: Right. And I think that it's just uh, they don't understand it. There's not a there's not a tremendous amount of current studies being done because as we know there's there isn't a ton of money in testosterone, so it's ends up off to the wayside. Unfortunately, there's a ton of money in type two diabetes medicine.
1: So the the new the new so th- this is something else I wanted to bring to the fore. By the way, I chew gum during the show, and now that I do video, I just saw myself chewing. I thought, oh, I can't do that anymore. Um, so when you look at testosterone, twenty years ago. When I really started paying attention to this kind of stuff, uh, the low for hypogonadism was 420. Now, why would it change? I mean, either like like in other words, blood sugar doesn't change from generation to generation, right? They don't. They don't say, oh, you know, diabetes starts at 125 milligrams, but back in the day, it used to start at, at 85. No, but why does why does why does the target for what is considered hypogonadal Uh, in men changing, and that's because we get these numbers by doing these large-scale studies where we just look at a massive number of people, 6,000 men. Okay, here's what we found the normal was, the mean, what's the low, what's not. We're going to use that. But the problem is they don't take into account that there's a higher – saturation or po- population of, of 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 sick men already being put into those numbers so we're seeing the sick men dragging the the what is low down further because because the medical orthodox go well his his testosterone is 250 maybe he feels like crap but he's not dead so I guess it's it's okay down there and, and nobody's paying attention to this
2: but here's his olaf and it you know it's something else to treat your depression. And here's a Viagra to uh, right. help for the actual performance. Right. Right. Yeah. it's. I think that too, you know, sometimes, you know, in my experience with a lot of physicians, they are, they're just a little scared because they don't know a ton about it. They haven't done it themselves. You know, any physician out there over 40, who's not exploring personal hormone replacement therapy, hormone optimization. It's like, the, to me, it's crazy town. That's like working at, at a vegan food place and, you know, and not being vegan, right? right? Like right. you're right there in the mix, and you're the age, the time. It, it because if they did explore that personally, they would go, "Man, I really want to share this with all these other people that I that right. I see because it could be the solution for them."
1: And the funny thing is, testosterone replacement therapy has been around long enough now, um, that we can start to see the realities and the trends that, you know, testosterone therapy doesn't give men heart attacks. Those studies were flawed because they took men that already had heart problems. Hell, Uh you could have given them, given them a Twinkie a day and they would say, Oh, Twinkies cause heart attacks. Um. The reality is that we now see a population of men that have been on testosterone for 20 plus years. And we see them faring better than their non-testosterone enhanced counterparts. We see this. It's like a, an N equals many type study out there. And so I, a, you know,
2: I think I've told you about our oldest client who's ninety eight years old, and he was on his deathbed at ninety five, got on testosterone replacement therapy. One of his his, his position is also a, a client of ours, but not an expert in the space, you know, and he's like he didn't want to he's like he's older and you know I'll help facilitate all the stuff. He does the blood work, physical, all the stuff for us. Um and that guy's healthier now at ninety eight than he was in ninety five. Like, still, and he has, like, this, and it, it, like, jokingly, because I'll ask him, you know, how's how's he doing, and you know, stuff like that, because we work directly with the physician, he's like, man, he's kicking ass, and, like, it's it's just amazing, right, and that's the only thing, he's like, he would be dead had it not been for working with you guys, right, that's pretty cool especially 98 years old. Like I I hope to
1: live to 98 plus. Yeah. Darcy Clark says something that I think a lot of us know. And we believe too. The reason that there's an epidemic is really at the end of the story, there's, there's no money in make keeping people healthy. There's only money in keeping people alive once they're sick. And you know, when you say that to somebody, they look at you and think, Oh, well you're a conspiracy theorist. No, 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 no. If you look at the medical industry, like a product, uh, if you, if, if, so let's say you make a widget that is the answer to a problem. And if you make that widget and it lasts a lifetime, you're only going to sell a certain number of widgets and you're going to be out of business. But if it continually breaks and people get used to using it, they're like, oh, it makes my life easier. But I, every year or two, I got to buy another one. But that's okay because it makes my life easier. That's where the money is.
2: Well, and, and the same thing, what I tell people is that as long as cigarettes and alcohol are legal, no one really cares about your health. I mean, and even if you pull alcohol back, you know, I, I think that there, we have a major problem with alcohol in this country. But cigarettes alone, as long as cigarettes are legal, like they're proven to do zero good. There's nothing like,
1: well, you know, a cigarette it's estimated four million. It's estimated that four million people a year die from direct tobacco use or one of the diseases uh, that it's has so been attributed it, to it. Right. Yeah, I think it's four million people. You know, a year. I mean, you, you know, when can't... you when you hear these arguments amongst the uh, politicians of the world, right. you know, they're like, "Well, we, we want to get rid of this thing that causes thirty thousand deaths a year. This is horrible. This is terrible." And then, but meanwhile, you take tax from the tobacco industry to pave your roads and all that sort of stuff, and they kill four million people a year. But that's cool because they pay. See, right. in the United States and probably all countries. You can kill people without being punished. In fact, you can kill people and be, and profit from it as long as you share some of your money well, well, yeah. with the government. And they'll keep you protected. Right. I mean, really. People are going to, oh, that's terrible. That's You're a cynic. No, it's it's, it's look at it. It's, it's plain that, truth.
2: I think that the, the simple thing, like I said, is that as long as cigarettes are legal to go and buy, no one really gives a shit about your health. Right you you have you're responsible for right it's it, it's undeniable you know, right. know what i mean and, and so that's uh when i think it put into that context people see it and so you know going back to also i think there's a part of it from when you know the guys that i you know there's a there's a woman that we work with uh, i'll give her a shout out her name's ava diamond and she's like a, a mindset coach mental mentality coach and things like that she's um we're not gonna say how old she is but she's uh you know, in her, let's. She, she's mature and she's fit. Takes care of herself and really, really loves the hormone space because she sees. And she's even said, like, I wouldn't date a guy that wasn't doing hormone replacement therapy because she sees the difference. She's like, I wouldn't want it because these because guys that just there's like the difference of when you are hormones are optimized, you have this energy. You're outgoing. You know, like you're lifted to a higher state than when you if you're in that two fifty you know range and you're just moping around. And, and I think what happens is that the the people are like, I'm scared to do the, the hormone therapy, so I'm going to make it sound or look bad because I don't want to be intimidated by these people that are doing it, you know, that are having the success, that are, are having the uh, the lust for life or whatever.
1: I'm reading a comment here. I'm going to try to put it up real quick, but... Diego Paparella says, uh, the, I think he's calling the, the drug metformin into play here. Um, I, I I remember the studies on metformin lowering testosterone. Uh, I do remember those. They were early on, and they've been since forgotten by, you know, there's a portion of the population that believes if you're on HRT, take metformin too because you don't have to worry about the testosterone lowering effects. But believe me, if if it affects testosterone, It affects the rest of the systems that are related to sex hormones. I predict they're going to find out years from now that taking metformin causes uh, less of the the, the testosterone's affinity for the uh, the receptor. I'll bet anything that they're going to find that out. And so, Hmm. look, metformin, everybody thinks metformin is the greatest thing in the world. And you talk to them, you say, well, what about fasting? Um, Yeah, it does some of the things, but metformin you can still eat. And, and and get the same benefits. No, you can't fool your body. I know you think you are, but the body is so smart that you think you're fooling it because something else is being sacrificed instead because of what you're making the body do. Case in point, go get liposuction. Guess what happens when you get liposuction? New fat pops up inside the rib cage where you can't get to it anymore. The body is so intelligent that it knows I need that fat. Where can I put it where this asshole won't get it next time? Oh, I know. Right. I'll As pack it over. Be-
2: earlier this morning, that the body survival is number one. Yeah, the body doesn't give a shit about your agenda. They don't care about you want to get six pack abs or you know you you lower calories or the, do the put yourself through strenuous exercise. The body wants survival, right? Over some of the things that we may uh, exteriorly want
1: to obtain. This is true too. I want to just make this comment and then we're going to get back on uh, Darcy Clark says, but luckily there are very brave and progressive doctors and practitioners out there. And this, this is actually true. And this speaks to something that those of you who've been listening to me for a long time know for the past probably seven or eight years, at least, uh, from around the time where I, I started to read the book, uh, by, uh, Oh God, I'm going to forget his name. But anyway, the, the, when I started to look at at anthropology closer, and I started to see what selection pressures were, selection pressures changed. Sometimes they were weather. Some you know, sometimes they were uh, lack of food. Uh, sometimes they were viruses, that plagues. And now the new selection pressure is where you get your information from. Yeah. And this speaks to what Darcy's saying, that. You know, we have good practitioners out there carrying the word. We have people. And I'd like to think you and I are in that group that are trying to get the mm-hmm. word out. We're not trying to, we're not trying to change your mind. We're trying to give you information that you ultimately can process. And whether you change your mind is up to you. I don't care. But the reality right. is that where you get your information from is the new selection pressure. Because if you're believing this group over here that having popcorn before going to sleep at night is actually a good snack for the kids, They're not going to be here 300 years from now because their children won't have children, and then that will just erase them from the gene pool. And what we are seeing right now uh, is a thinning of the herd, but instead of it being a plague that's killing 40 million people in in one swipe, it's a slower plague where there's going to be a thinning of the herd – And actually, and I know people are going to be pissed off. There's going to be a
2: divide. The the
1: The stupid people, yes. The the intelligent people are going to continue to go forward. And the stupid people are going to be erased from the gene pool. And there's nothing you can do about this. And I'm not doing it because we're all part of the marching herd. Because there are those on one side who are just interested in taking money from you. And they'll they'll tell you, oh, it's okay to be fat. You're still healthy. No, it's not. And then there's the rest of us out here. We have a much smaller audience on our side, uh, telling you the truth, so you can make good decisions. Your grandchildren and great grandchildren—they will go on. This group over here, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, and, and I think
2: it goes back to what we we're talking about. Is you know we're we're talking about a lifestyle that requires you to s- step outside of the norm, step outside of the box, have more discipline, have more accountability. Uh, you know, maybe spend a little bit more money on something, your health, which should be the most important thing. Um, you know, some of those things that isn't quite in the line of the masses. Right. And so, you know, there's people that would say you go to the gym five days a week. That's crazy. Right. And in my head, I think, how could you not go to the gym, you know, three or four days a week? And how do you, how do you not feel like crap all the time? Right. And it's just a difference of perspective. Um, but I think that like you said, that the, the people that are looking at beyond, you know, I, I don't know if we, we talked about this, but we're opening a stem cell clinic here in the next couple months um, here in Texas, in the Woodlands. And we also invite anybody who is interested in that. You can come down. We're going to have people flying in anyway. Um, but that's because that's next level stuff. Right. I want to live to 150 years old. Some people laugh at that. But listen, man, I'm 39. If I don't if I can avoid getting hit by a bus, I've done my genetic testing. I, you know, I know the things that I could have pre you know disposition for, and I stay healthy and clean, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, all that stuff. I'm going to live to 150. I want to see my kids, kids, kid. you know, like yeah, that's right. my goals. And some people, they laugh at that, but there's other clients of mine that are like, the reason I want to work with you is because that's the way you believe, because that's the way I believe. Right. And I want, I want to get on that bus. Right. Other people are like, that's nuts. You know, they don't, they, they don't, they don't want to share that. So that's the philosophy of us.
1: So we're getting we're getting questions. I'm going to put up real quick uh, and then we're going to take a break in a little bit. So Pedic Panorgus uh, P- uh, wants to know if you have uh, clinics or can you do business with people in other countries?
2: We cannot. If you're able to come to this country and we can knock it all out, blood work, physical, get your stuff and send you on your way, that's possible. We have some, we've had some clients that they spend some time either, you know, usually it's, uh, with some Canadians that you know, they'll come
1: here to the US for yeah, weeks, but that's, that's a that's a up. big that's a big ask. Sometimes for some people. All right, how about this? Yeah. So Darcy wants to know. Darcy Clark wants to know what type of stem cell treatment uh, that you'll be providing.
2: So I'm not the stem cell expert. My the co-founder of that clinic. It's so it's going to be a separate clinic. We'll be doing, but it will be. Um, I don't even want to hack it up. It's we won't be. I know we will not be extracting stem cells, spinning them, putting them. But we're not. It's going to be all the uh, umbilical cord. Or
1: the existing stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there. There's, there's stem cell from they yeah. have stem cells yeah. from fat. This book
2: right here is one of the best books ever. Yeah, but we won't be doing the stuff fat. It'll be a harvested umbilical stem cell. That's in our opinion the best of the best. And so I have a, a friend that's already doing. A guy I grew up with actually is really successful doing it. Really good. And I said, why don't we open one up here? And he goes, let's do it. So I we're, think
1: we're I think that. Darcy is asking uh, if it's going to be mesenchymal stem cells.
2: Yes, that's why I didn't yeah. want to embarrass myself and try to attempt the, the MC right because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's challenging to pronounce.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mesenchymal takes a little while. You know, it, it you it's easier for people. I predict that speak Hebrew to say mesenchymal than than non Hebrew people because because if you if you've ever I've spent time in Israel and there's a, a, a there's a pronunciation of certain words that. They have the after the S, you yeah. know, and it's, 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 it's I'm learning art.
2: Spanish. Uh, I'm learning Spanish right now on Rosetta Stone, which is that Rosetta Stone. I didn't, I never looked at it, but yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, so, but I understand cause I talk and I sound like a gringo when I'm trying to speak Spanish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so real quick, before we take a break and when we come back, we're going to talk about zealotry and estradiol or really there's no place for zealotry in, in treating, uh, in, individuals. So men will be harmed by the, if, if, if uh, physicians become, I want to go full circle to what I said about the demonization of testosterone. So right now there are physicians out there who will go exclusively by the book and their patients will come in and they go, I feel horrible. I feel this. I feel that. I feel that. And they'll check their testosterone. And it's 280 and they'll say, no, your testosterone's fine. Because you know that's what they say. They don't say your testosterone's close to the low end. They don't say you. They, when you call say, "How's my blood sugar, doc?" Fine. How's my blood pressure? It's oh, so fine. How's my cholesterol, doc? It's fine. They have these parameters in their head, but they, anything in that scope of parameter, that's fine. Don't, no need to have a discussion with the patient. So you know, there's a lot of guys that are going to be inappropriately misdiagnosed, who 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 probably felt terrible when they hit 400 nanograms a deciliter. And now mm-hmm. they're at two, and they're two eighty, and their doctors go, "No, it's not that, but I can, I can give you, uh, you know, I, I can give you Xanax for the anxiety, and uh, we'll give you a little metformin for the, the type two diabetes, and all that sort of stuff."
2: Yeah, I think um, it's it's just fear. Think of it as fear, right? Like in, in most situations, when people are uh, trying to avoid something, it's fear. It's why they, they won't. Uh, I've had you know a lot of clients. We work with a lot of people to come to us just for blood work and, uh, a consultation on their blood work, right? Just to give them, just to check their blood work because they'll ask their physician, Hey, will you check my LH, FSH, testosterone? They don't even know what it, know it is. Like, they, they, they say no. And I, in the, and I tell, you know, there are clients, it's, we can't, ex- we, sometimes we put f- all physicians on this pedestal and it's not fair. Like these guys are, they can't know everything, right? Like they, that's why we need experts and it's okay to like, not no, you know, we, we have, I think we are counting the end of this year. We had 52 physicians, heart surgeons, you name it. Right. They, they just know they're like, this isn't my space. You guys are good at it. Right. I fucked you. Right. Let me do it. Right. We have guys, I have an entire clinic of surgeons that all of them are on hormone replacement there and they love it. They're, they're, their whole business is more successful since working with us and it's not in there, but Hey, if I need neck surgery. I'll give them a call because that's their space. Right. Or, or hand surgery, whatever. Um, so it, that, that, that sometimes is the challenge.
1: We got a question from uh, Mark DeCorso that we're going to address on the other end of uh, this quick commercial break. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Renew Life Rx show here at Superhuman Radio Network. Stay tuned. Past four months I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep immunity, carbon dioxide oxygen exchange and much more oh and if you do snore it'll help you stop snoring try somnifix risk-free go to somnifix.com forward slash shr get a free trial pack of somnifix strips today
0: You'll gain with it.
3: Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High-Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest high-protein potato chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be.
0: Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved for Human Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at
1: RenewLifeRx.com. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin 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 B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.livonlabs.com slash Carl.
0: This is the Superhuman Channel, where brawn and brains
1: finally meet. Welcome back. We have a, a question. Actually, we have two questions. I'm gonna you and I'll answer one of them, and then you'll answer the other one by yourself. Okay. So first, Mark says, uh, "What's your take on saturated fat and hormones?" Uh, I was pre-diabetic for years, and then the whole food, very low fat, high quality carb uh, diet was the only thing that helped me. There's a lot of questions I have, so I'm hoping he's still listening live. Because in order to answer these questions, this I have questions. Um, you know, what's your protein intake like now? Um, you you mentioned high healthy carbs, so I'm thinking you're talking grains. Those are not healthy. But here's the bottom line: if it worked for you, you found it. That's it. Exactly. So don't, don't. No matter what I think. Now you did ask. You 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 you, you added at the beginning of the the the, the question what's your take on f- uh, fats and hormones, but you never mention how are your hormones now that you're eating this way. Um, I'm assuming that maybe you're concerned about them because you're not getting any saturated fat. What do you think?
2: I think that you, it, it's about balance, but like you said, the, the most important thing that like you said is there is no, and this goes, this spills over into the hormone conversation. There is no one way to do it all. You can do, carnivore diet you can be vegan you could be pick whatever you want if it works for you and you're healthy and you're happy that's what works best for you and i think that sometimes because there's so many variables like we talked about too, different studies of testosterone or estrogen or whatever might be out there there's you know in this situation maybe he also started going to the gym and did this and you know like what are the other things that happened in life you know what i mean like you can you can start eating more you know i have your fats low carbs and things like that. So he
1: really is is eating good carbs. I would would argue with the legumes, but sweet potatoes is magic. Sweet potato yams are magic. And the truth of potatoes in general, you can get red potatoes. They have a little more amylopectin than amylase. uh, And so, uh, than amylose, I'm sorry. And so they digest slower. Um, He also says TRT, his test is 900. God bless you. That's a good place to be. So, you know. And now, if you're asking me, could your test be higher without TRT if you had saturated fat in your diet? Absolutely, because you need uh, cholesterol to build all the par- parental sex hormones, you know, progesterone, pregnenolone, so on. But, um, you don't need to worry so about saying,
2: that. He's saying he's at 900 on TRT. On TRT
1: that's a good place to yeah. be. That's a really good place to be. I like that.
3: Yeah.
1: I like that. Uh, He also says, um, let's see here. We're having a conversation uh, this way. I'm always confused as diabetes is uh, a buildup of fatty acids. No, that is. So diabetes is a buildup of fatty acids is the argument that the vegans make uh, for not eating meat. That was the whole premise of forks over knives. That was the whole premise of forks over knives. That fat causes uh, insulin resistance—that's the—it's that's the furthest thing from the truth. And when you look at the studies that some of those guys did, uh, or and or used to come to that, uh, you realize that the holes in the whole discussion. Um, here, so he says, too much saturated fat. Uh, if you have familial hypo, so there, there, there's no real such thing as familial hypo cholestemia or even a propensity to diabetes. And, and, and now people are going to say, oh, but my father had it, my grandfather had it, my blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Here's the deal. All those people that you're going to cite that also had diabetes or had hyper uh, hypercholesthesia, they ate the same diet that you're eating. Because your great-grandmother taught your grandmother, uh, your great-grandmother, your great-grandmother told your grandmother, your, your grandmother taught your mother so when, when we look at this thing about the, the familial propensity, no, it's the familial diet's propensity to cause these diseases. So yeah. if you change your diet, you find that, oh, and, and you know, I use this analogy about genetics. Geneticists probably get pissed off, but if a man jumps in the ocean and takes a deep breath, he drowns, right? Right. You and I would say, don't do that. A geneticist would say, if we could just figure out the genes that would allow them to breathe water, we could fix this problem. No. You just don't jump in the ocean and and inhale water. That's it. It's an easier way than redesigning everything. So it's not the genetics. It's the the environment. And in the environment, I'm talking about what they learn to eat and cook. That's what passes the familial uh, propensity to certain disorders down.
2: Yeah, and I think that you know from things we see too there i think that there's people with some hereditarily higher cholesterol readings but to your point that's not all of it right it's like that like when someone says they're big bone right well kind of kind of <laughs> you might have a bigger bone structure but let's you know there's 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 another side of that
1: um but but again it's it's what you put in the engine that causes the exhaust right if you put kerosene you get really a billowing smoke out of your exhaust pipe but if the engine
2: right but if you put you know uh what what's it called the uh a different type of you know, fuel in the engine and the engine isn't good at processing that fuel you may have also you know air filter issues and things like that too right and so and and that just comes from, you know, like I just did and we'll we'll save that for maybe the, the next time I said it had done a that twenty three and me, I did a ton of genetic testing and those kind of things that, which is really cool, really interesting. But you know, there's stuff just like we talk about medications, foods, you know, like the topic, there's certain things that aren't good for your body because of who you are, what you're used to. You know, like my body processes caffeine faster than most people, right? right. So most people like me either don't drink caffeine or they drink a ton of caffeine because it's like in 30 minutes it's out of my system where most people a little cup of coffee can last in like two hours right And so everybody's different and by I, I might change my caffeine intake and say, well hey I drink 800 milligrams a day that's fine, but someone else might follow my advice of what Al Adam does it and almost have a heart attack right So it, it and all that stuff has to come into play. We have to be conscious of that.
1: So now we're going to get to our last topic, and I want to use something that just happened to kind of move towards that. So diet has become dogma, and as a result, what I'm learning about the uh, human population is we like being part of a tribe, and we want to pick our tribe based on what we perceive as virtues, And so more people are interested in certain diets, not because it's actually a better outcome for their health and body and it's going to make them live longer, but because they're part of that tribe. You know, oh, it's about the vegan diet. Oh, I'm a carnivore. And part of the issue with one of the earlier questions about, you know, this is how I eat. I'm doing really well. Yeah, and you're not part of a tribe. And we need to learn that our diet, if your diet, your choice in diet comes with a membership card, a special handshake, an annual cruise where you all get together and just groove together, you know, be with like-minded people. Now it's not a diet anymore, see? It's a, it's a cultural event. It's a social event. Mm-hmm. And you're not choosing this diet because it's better for you. And the reason I point this out is because this is called zealotry. I never Zeal- heard that word. Yeah, I know. I, I was surprised. Zeal- I, I, so the zealot, the word the zealot were used back in biblical time, to describe the Maccabee. The Maccabee were called, they were they were considered Jewish zealots, and they fought against King Herod. They didn't want to be slaves. They didn't like the way people were being treated. Uh, and so they, they rose up, and they actually took over Masada, the mountaintop uh, hideaway of King Herod that he had built in case his son was going to try to kill him, which he ended up killing his son before that. But anyway... They took it over. It took the Roman Empire... Uh, like, I don't remember, I remember how many weeks to get them out of there. They couldn't get them out of it. Now, the, the, that's the term zealot. Like, you believe so strong about this. I'll, I'm going to strap a bomb to myself and walk in there right now.
2: Yeah, the your definition said fanatical and uncompromising.
1: Uncompromising, I- yes. And, and, so, and whenever diet or medical treatments or anything that's really important to you starts to become like that, where people pick camps and they're like, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. That becomes danger. You should back away from that go, okay, I don't want to be part of that turmoil. And we see estradiol has become a dividing line in the sand between physicians today prescribing HRT. And it's at the risk right now of becoming zealotry. No, Uh AIs are horrible for you. Don't ever take them. No, every man gets an AI with his testosterone. These are two fringes of the way it should be handled. And that is, depending on how you feel and your symptoms, and depending how you respond to this very unique form of testosterone, because it's not being made in a pulsatile fashion if you're giving a guy Scipion 8. Uh, we will see how much estrogen you produce. And if it's fairly high, but you don't have any symptoms, and you actually feel better, your libido is better than it's ever been, then you probably belong there at that ratio. But this idea that, no, aromatase inhibitors are horrible i mean that's not true just like i've always disagreed with hrt clinics that go here's your 250 milligrams a week and just take a, a take a, a half a milligram of anastrozole every other day you don't even know how this guy's going to respond to the testosterone yeah. you're already giving him
2: anastrozole really right none of none of that is right and like i said you know if we touched on a little bit earlier you know and you can probably gather if you look through this conversation and this is Our philosophy is never everything is something, you know, specific, right? Like that's why we do these, we don't talk every other week just because we like want to see how your family's doing. We want to check that, you know, based on your initial blood work, we believe this, this and this, right? And and when you've done this thousands of times, you tend to be more right, you know, than wrong, but everybody's different, right? So we want to check how you feeling, how's this, how's your mood, how's your... That the is your is your skin being oily? You know, are, are you finding is there is acne developing? Do you find yourself emotionally like we joke like as guys that you know we kind of to keep think, like do you find yourself like crying at commercials? We kind of laugh, but what it does is it allows them to think like, am I kind of like do I react in a negative emotionally way? Am I let am I let other things bother me? Because listen, things that might seem like rage, like testosterone rage or roid rage, sometimes that's estrogen. That's, that's right. Your 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 emotion. Those studies were done are, almost mean,
1: fifteen or sixteen years ago that showed that uh that men's moodiness was more closely tied to their estradiol levels and ratio sure. of estradiol to testosterone sure. than their testosterone levels. But you know, sure. what I'm what I'm worried about what I'm worried about is and I, I gotta put Darcy on the carpet here for a second. This is what I don't want. Uh, TRT, AI and AIs are like putting logs on the fire while pouring water on the fire simultaneously. Well that that see this, this attitude, this hard and fast AIs are all bad or AIs are all good is not the right place to be when talking about AIs, because for some men, AIs may be required. And for So uh, for me
2: personally, if and I've tried it every way from Sunday, I've been doing this for ten years. When I am not taking an, an AI, I am not as happy. I don't feel as good in my body as when I take an AI. I feel, when I take an AI, I feel tighter, drier. I feel less bloat. I feel like less maybe forehead. Like there's just goofy stuff that happens. And emotionally, I am better. Fun, I personally am emotionally and function better. With lower estrogen.
1: And 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 then yeah, there's I mean, guys out know. there like me where I was on two grams of test, a gram of DECA, and six hundred milligrams of trend nth a week for probably a year and a half to almost two years. And my estradiol levels never got above sixty. Right. Like that's insane. That's insane. I am not a high aromatizer, but I am a high two but two I am a high five ones? alpha reducer. I'll produce a lot more DHT. So, you know, and that's my point. My point about all this is this. There are studies out there that show that when men are on TRT and they get an AI, it actually causes them not to build muscle as fast and it also causes them not to lose body fat as fast. But those are men probably that didn't require an AI. And the reason I'm pointing this out is that we, we have to be careful to say AIs is only good. Everyone should be on them or AIs are only bad. No one should ever be on them and start looking at people individually just like the diet question. You know, it works for you. If you told me I eat this and I eat three sugar cubes in the morning for breakfast and I'm, I'm like, hey, that's your that's your personalized diet. That's it. You unlock the code. You should be jumping up and down. And knowing when to use an aromatase inhibitor because a man is having symptoms at a, what you perceive to be – uh, an okay level of, of estradiol. But
2: remember, symptoms can be psychological. Right? I know. I mean, there's, I've seen, you know, in in studying with, you know, I you know about my experience with, you know, I have a book on alcohol abuse. I work with a lot of people in that. And we talked about, we did a show actually about um, how alcohol and drug abuse can also be associated with low testosterone. It's also associated with high estrogen, big time. I've seen guys come over, they're, when their blood work's looked at, they're, they're having addiction issues. Testosterone's low. They're estrogen dominant, right? So you can't say that, oh, wherever your estrogen goes, is that that's where it's going to be. It can lead to, and I'll tell you this, especially in the women's side, where the two things that we see in women, number one, low testosterone, right, which is the most ignored thing. Your Most OBGYNs, they won't even think about it. It's too risk. It's crazy town. But it's the the number one thing that we see help women feel better and get their body physically to be functioning better number two problem we see is women's estrogen too high especially for their age i'm talking they're crazy and and these are people you know like some of these are the women that i know personally i've known for years i know their husbands really well they sit and talk right like open like letting it all out type thing and we drop their estrogen down and the clouds part the sun's out the birds are chirping and they feel good again because what was going on is their estrogen levels were were you know they're in their 40s but their estrogen levels had, had come up for whatever reason environmental something they're reading you know whatever it might be, And that it put their body in this conflict of are we are we at the age of having babies? Yeah, You're not. You're, they're not. They're premenopausal, and there, there's a, when conflict and confusion going on in your body, it can create all kinds of all kinds of issues.
1: Psychological and, right? and most and, right. me, and most HRT doctors don't treat women properly because of what you're saying and I, what I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. So a woman has several phases of her of her, her, her ovulation yeah. and cycle. Yeah. If you pick the estradiol level of the luteal phase, but the progesterone level of the follicular phase, the body never sees that, and so right. when when a lot of these doctors they look at ranges for estrogen and testosterone. Uh, you know, E1, E2, E3, testosterone, progesterone, uh, and and uh, maybe pregnenolone. They look at these in a vacuum. Each of them has a range. They go, "Oh, that one's in its range. That one's in its." Range. But when you line them all up, the, she, part of our hormones are in the follicular phase. Part of our hormones are in the luteal phase. Part of our hormones are in the ovulating phase. Her body's all confused, and that's right. why that's why HRT doesn't work for some women. A doctor needs to go. Where should a woman be? I say exactly the opposite of her period. Because as she gets close to a period and as she comes out of a period, she doesn't feel good. But that bottom half of the circle where she spends a lot of time and that's where she feels good. And that is where all the hormone levels should be attracted to fall into that groove. So her body is in sync and thinks, yes, I am in you know, the, 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 uh, I think it's the follicular phase that they, they like to be in, but I forget what it is. But anyway, that's the problem with women's hormone re- replacement therapy.
2: Well, and I think that from what we see, too, is that a lot of times, you know, testosterone being an upstream hormone, that we correct our testosterone. And like you said, in that cycle, trying to line all these balls up so they fit this perfect thing, the body will actually do that on its own when you fix what may be the problem being testosterone right, right. testosterone on the low side and these are women that are going to the gym regularly they're they're, they're like you know they have they listen if you're 40 pounds overweight and you eat like crap and you drink a bunch of sugar pop and you sit on the couch and watch junk all day long it doesn't matter where your testosterone is but if you have this like go get it for like life mentality you're up you're 100 miles an hour you know I think of someone like my wife who's fit and awesome mom you know professional all those kind of things it, if her testosterone drops it's gonna hurt Right. But when you fix that and then when that hurts, some of the other things start getting off. But you know, we see so many times women come to us and they're on pregnolone and estrogen and progesterone and all these creams and patches and stuff. And they're, they're still a mess. Right. And then we have them come off, go off 30 days so we can actually see what's going on inside of you. Because like you said, they're trying to line all these things up. And They're like, let's just try testosterone that for now. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my gosh, I've seen control. women,
1: I've seen women take DHEA and never need another thing. And I know, I remember a woman at my old gym, and she started going through menopause, and she was telling me, you know, she wasn't feeling good. She had no energy. She was having hot flashes and stuff. And I said to her, I said, you can buy DHEA and try it. It'll turn into both testosterone and estrogen. And she she never needed anything else. That was, for all I know, she's still on the DHEA. So you're absolutely right. Um, And to come full circle to close the show, and I want to put Darcy Clark's comment up there too. About Talking about context, and he agrees, you know, you got to – everybody gets to get the treatment that they deserve or that they need, and I agree with that. Um, But I just want to come full circle and say there is no place for zealotry in medicine. No. If someone someone is protecting – if somebody is protecting their position, they're not open to learn, and they want everyone to switch over to their position, think hard about following their advice. Think hard. Because- yeah, and I
2: think that that word that you use, the zealotry, like I said, I've never heard of it before. I've heard of, like, overzealous.
1: But, That's it. Um, That's a derivative but, of that yeah, word. And so, but,
2: yeah, and so, but I think in researching that word, you know, something I'm very passionate about, two enemies of your life will always be ego and pride. And guess, guess what line up really good with that word, right? Because when you think you know it all, you're the ability to learn or have a perspective of possibly something outside of what you know is very limited, right? So you have to be open-minded. That's it. We're very open-minded on things like, you know, like peptides we talked about, we're bringing a whole slew of peptides out, but we spent the last nine, 10 months with our kind of inner circle physicians, you know, clients have been us a long time doing different peptide stuff, seeing the results so that we can go, okay, yes, yeah. yes. Eh. Yes, yes, you know what I mean. So we can offer that to our clients. But I think that anyone that's just like well, I read the study and no way, don't do it. Like that's,
1: eh.
2: I don't know that that's the best the best way to do it.
1: No, oh, I agree. Hey, by the way, I will be at the Arnold, and I'll be at the Redcon One booth all day Saturday. Uh, well, so well. if anybody is in uh, uh, going to be at the Arnold, and I would say come by and see me. But you'll have no choice once you get in that crowd and you start moving with the the sea of bodies. Uh, you just you have no choice but to just continue on up and down the aisles. This weekend?
3: Uh, no, no, no! Night next night? weekend,
1: next weekend, next weekend. The twenty eighth, the twenty eighth through the third, I believe it is.
2: Yeah, when I was in Detroit, it was an easy three hour drive had to go down there for the weekend, and I haven't been in a while. So I've been to the Olympics. So that
1: was actually warmer for you going from Detroit to Columbus. For me, it's it's so cold up there compared to here in Kentucky, right. I mean, for you, it's yeah. colder where you were coming down. You were the, like,
2: the Arnold is such a, I think for those young people and the fitness kind of, you know, like they're, they're, they're new to the game. It's a cool place. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't get any bigger, better than, that. I mean, it's the Super Bowl of, of, of the, that industry stuff. But I think when you are kind of been in, you know, I've been to 10, 12 Arnolds. Right. And I'm like, oh, the people, the smell, like, you know, like you just, but, but it's, a, it's just such a cool event. And, um, I think for, I, I was looking at old Facebook pictures I had of me going, I had like a picture with everybody,
1: Yeah, right. you know, everybody,
2: pro bodybuilder, you know, it was just a cool thing. So I'm sure Jay, Jay, a Cut-
1: Jay Cutler was by far like the most patient with people because people when, 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 when he was competing, you know, the people would line up and they would just, they would clog up complete lanes, yeah, you know, and great, you yeah. couldn't get it's from great. one side of the, the hall to the other because, and he was always, uh, and he always. You know, he he stood there and he shook every hand. He looked at everybody's face. He smiled for the camera and then he did it again. That's That would be just complete monotony to me. I don't think I could do that. That's amazing. Yeah, but I'll be there at the Redcon Red Con 1 booth. So those of you who are going to be at the uh, Arnold next week, uh, just listen for my voice. You'll hear me talking. <laughs> I'm loud. Cool. I don't need a mic. I right, look, we'll see you. Uh, so we answered everybody's questions. We covered the bases, what we want to get said. Pass the show around because it's important. Uh, men need to be. No one sticks up for men. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. No one sticks mm-hmm. up for men. So just think mm-hmm. about that. Black, white, Latin, yellow. I don't care what your skin looks like. Nobody sticks up for men. So if we don't start tightening our game up, nobody's going to do it for together. us. Okay, I agree. See everybody. Uh, t- no, tomorrow's Friday. I'm off the air. See you everybody Monday. Great show.